Let me share a situation with you and see maybe if you can identify. Have you ever been to a sports event? Doesn't matter which one, middle school, high school, college, maybe even professional. And it's time for the national anthem to be played or sung. And as focused as you want to be, sometimes it's, sometimes it's difficult to be focused. And sometimes what makes it difficult to be focused is the people around you who are not being focused. You ever been in a situation like that? Have you ever observed a situation like that? People are being disruptive. People are being disrespectful. People are on their cell phones. And as much as you're wanting to focus on the flag and focus on the song, you're like, are you serious? And you find yourself being distracted. Have you ever witnessed something like that? I mean, have you ever wanted to thump somebody on the head? I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Just seeing if you would. The star-spangled banner, an American patriotic song. You know, some people will do anything to show their allegiance, even if it's just singing a song. And yet in the midst of singing a song or, or trying to pay attention, it, sometimes it's just tough to um, stay focused. Now, <clears throat> we sing that song to show our patriotism. We sing that song to show our allegiance. And yet... Some people seem to not have the same level of allegiance. Some people, it's like Dwayne when he talked about communion day. Sometimes we just lose our focus. So closely related to that is the pledge of allegiance. And so when we say the pledge of allegiance, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm getting older. It used to be that there's certain things when when you do certain things, everything gets quiet and everybody pays attention and everybody's focused. doesn't seem to be that way anymore. People seem to be disrespectful, seem to take things lightly, almost seem to be a little flippant about that. And yet, singing the Star-Spangled Banner and showing our patriotism is not something to be taken lightly. So, let me ask you this. Have you ever questioned someone's allegiance? I, I, I don't want I, I to suggest I'm judging anybody when the national anthem's being played. I'm just saying, have you ever questioned someone's allegiance? Let me ask you this. Has someone ever questioned your allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag. Have you ever questioned someone's allegiance to the flag or to the nation? Has someone ever questioned your... And, and we can even go broader than that. Has someone ever questioned your allegiance to... Your job. Has someone ever questioned your allegiance to a relationship? Has someone ever questioned your allegiance to... You can fill in the blank. Has someone ever questioned your allegiance? Have you ever questioned someone's allegiance? We're in a series that I'm just calling my favorite Bible characters, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just picking Bible characters that I like, that mean a lot to me, and and I'm just preaching a lesson on it. And so today's Bible character does question the allegiance of the people around him. He questions the allegiance of the entire nation, and he doesn't do so in in, in some calm fashion. He questions their allegiance in some dramatic way. Because you see, when it comes to serving God, allegiance is, is demanded. Allegiance is what God wants. In fact, you can read in Scripture, Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, Even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I mean, that's that's all about allegiance. If you're not going to show your allegiance to me so much so that you love me more than anybody else in your life, 
Well, Jesus is kind of questioning our allegiance. And then when you read the Ten Commandments, God says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. I demand your allegiance. I want your allegiance. So when it comes to loyalty and commitment and allegiance, the Bible makes it very clear. And then in our scripture reading today, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. So when it comes to allegiance, you can't serve two masters. You, you can't do a 50-50 commitment. You can't split your allegiance. Divided allegiance is no allegiance. Split allegiance is no allegiance. You can't have 50% here and 50% to some other God. It's no allegiance at all. And yet we still try to do it. I mean, God's people still try to do it. Christians still try to do that. We try to serve God, and yet there are all the other gods that we are faced with in this world. There's the gods of money and sex and possessions and anything else you want to fill in the blank with. We struggle with showing allegiance. We sometimes show whether we want to admit it or not. We show our allegiance to the stuff of this world, and then we try to show our allegiance to God. And you can't do that because divided allegiance is no allegiance. But we're not alone. We're not the first to try that, and we won't be the last. God's people have been trying to juggle allegiance for years. In fact, when we were reading through Acts, and we got to Acts 17, when Paul comes to Athens, he says, you know what, I'm walking through the town and I look all around and you've got this God and this God and this God and this God and this God. And you've even got an idol to an unknown God, just in case we missed one here. So I want to talk to you about the God that you do not know. And the people are like, hey, we're all for that. Now, you, you need to realize they were all for adding Jesus to this God, this God, this God, this God, this God. They wanted to worship a bunch of gods, and divided allegiance is no allegiance. And yet they tried to do that, and they worshiped the god of rain and the god of fertility and the god of the sea, and they worshiped Zeus and Artemis and Poseidon, and you can list a bunch of others, and they worshiped all those gods, and oh yeah, we'll stick Jesus in here too. You can't do that. You can't serve two masters. You can't have divided allegiance when it comes to worship, when it comes to commitment, when it comes to our loyalty, when it comes to our allegiance, you cannot serve two gods, which leads us to our Bible character today. I told Rodney, I said, sing all the Elijah songs. So we just did. One verse. We even threw Ezekiel in there just in case we missed one. How do you sing all the Elijah songs? The main character in 1 Kings 18 is a man by the name of Elijah, one of my favorite Bible characters, we could do lots and lots and lots of lessons from this chapter alone. But we're going to talk about allegiance today. So here's the setting going on in 1 Kings 18. The main character is Elijah, and he's going to be on a mountain, and that mountain is Mount Carmel. And another character is Ahab. He's the king. He's the king of Israel. He's the man in charge. He, he's the guy calling all the shots. And one of Ahab's biggest problems is he married the wrong woman. He married a woman by the name of Jezebel, and she was bad and wicked and mean and evil, and she worshipped all the Baals. And so she insisted, and however she talked 
Ahab into doing it, she said, you know what, let's make Baal the worship of the kingdom. Now listen, these are God's people, and Baal worship has been introduced. So they're worshiping Baal, which could be the God of lust and power and sex, and they're worshiping God Almighty as well. In fact, if Jezebel could have her way, she would wipe out the worship of God Almighty altogether. And so enter Elijah into the picture. And Elijah comes along and says, listen, what you're doing, um, that, that's not going to work. This divided worship, this, this divided allegiance, we're not going to do that. In fact, look at what's going on in 1 Kings 18. Ahab goes to meet Elijah. When he saw him, he said to him, is that you, you troubler of Israel? Now let me tell you why he would say that. All this stuff is your fault, Elijah. Because if you go back to 1 Kings 17, Elijah comes on the scene and he tells Ahab and he tells Jezebel, listen, your sin and the worship of Baal and because of what you're doing, God says it's not going to rain for three and a half years and he leaves. And for three and a half years it doesn't rain and things are drying up. And the cattle are dying, and water's hard to find. And then three and a half years later, Elijah shows up, and Ahab says, Listen, you're, it's your fault. You're the troublemaker. Is that you, you troubler of Israel? And Elijah said, I've not made trouble for Israel. You and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. And you bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So he shows up. It's not rain for three and a half years. And it's fixing to rain again. But it's going to rain fire. Which is not what the people wanted. They just wanted rain. And Elijah comes along and he challenges Ahab and Jezebel and he challenges God's people. And he said, listen, this divided worship isn't going to work. So Ahab sends word through all, throughout all of it, Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. And Elijah went before the people and he said, how long will you waver? How long will you limp along? How long will you be divided in your worship? How long will you be divided in your allegiance? How long will you waver between the two opinions? If the Lord is God, you follow Him. And if Baal is God, you follow Him. He says, look, make a decision. I mean, quit trying this 50-50 split. Just pick one. I mean, if you want to pick Baal, pick Baal. But if it's God, you need to go 100% with God because divided allegiance is no allegiance. And you would think that wouldn't be a tough decision for God's people back then, and you wouldn't think it would be a tough decision for God's people even today. But it is a tough decision, because we're divided in our allegiance, and we show that in different ways. So Elijah says, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get two bulls. Let them choose one for themselves, and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I'll prepare the other bull and put it on the wood and not set fire to it. You call on the name of your God, and I'll call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, He's God. We're going to solve this allegiance problem. So Elijah says, we're, we're going to have a little contest here. And so the people make their altar. <clears throat> if you keep reading, <clears throat> they make their altar, and they're hollering at their God, and they're shouting at their God, and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And, and, and Elijah's almost, he, he's almost taunting them. He's almost talking smack with them, because at noon, Elijah says, you know what? Maybe you need to shout a little louder. I mean, surely he's a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. And they respond. And they yell a little louder. And they cut themselves. 
And they're slashing themselves. And they're bleeding. And these are God's people calling after a God that's not going to respond, that's not going to answer, that's not going to pay attention. Duh! Because there is no God. I mean, these stones, these objects, they're not going to respond. And they're shouting and they're screaming and they're yelling and they're cutting themselves. And these are God's people worshiping this false idol. So Elijah comes along and he says, Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm, enough of this. He calls everybody to himself and he repairs the altar of the Lord which was in ruins and he takes 12 stones, one for each tribe, and he built the altar and he dug a trench and he arranged the wood and he cut the bull into pieces and he had the people get some water and he said, Pour some water on there and you do it a second time and then you do it a third time. And so Elijah says, um, th- This is what we're going to do. And if you keep reading... He prays, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel. And I'm your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me. So these people will know where their allegiance needs to be. So these people will know that the gods they've been calling on that aren't going to answer aren't gods at all. The fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice and burned up the wood and burned up the stones and burned up the soil and licked up the water in the trench and there's just nothing left. Where's your allegiance now? Because all the gods you've been calling on didn't answer. And the people respond and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. You know what's interesting is Elijah offered wood and water and a bull that day. You know what we offer God today? Just a bunch of bulls. Because we're sinners, we're hypocrites, and we can bring nothing to the table. It's a bunch of bull. And what Elijah says to the people that day still rings true today. If the Lord is God, then follow Him. And if Baal's God, follow Him. I mean, make a decision. Quit riding the fence. The word means quit limping along. Quit wavering. Make a decision. You can't serve both gods. How long will you limp? How long will you ride the fence? How long will you dance on both sides? It kind of reminds me of Joshua chapter 14 when Joshua says, If serving the Lord seems undesirable for you to you, then choose for yourself. If you want to serve the gods your forefathers served from beyond the river, you can read Joshua 14. Then you go ahead and serve those gods. But take off the hypocrite mask and at least make a decision to declare your allegiance because divided allegiance is no allegiance. He said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Our allegiance is to the Lord. It's not to all these other gods. It reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 6. No one can serve two masters. I mean, all God wants from us is um, to make a decision. I mean, how long will you waver? How long will you live like that? How long are you going to live riding the fence? How, how long are you going to live? It, it, it's almost like we think we can serve the gods of this world for six days a week and then come in and serve God Almighty for one hour a week and we think that's allegiance? Elijah says, I don't think so. All God wants from us is a commitment. So divided allegiance 
is no allegiance. Maybe that's why there's so many passages in the Bible where God says, I want you to serve me wholeheartedly. Because divided allegiance is no allegiance. There's people in the Bible that tried to serve God half-heartedly, and you can't serve God half-heartedly because divided allegiance is no allegiance. So let me illustrate in a couple of ways. You know, I find it kind of interesting that when we talk about covenants and contracts, I mean, we can go sign a covenant at the bank. We can go sign a covenant to buy a car. We can sign a covenant to buy a house. We can sign a covenant to, to go work for somebody. We sign all kinds of papers and receipts and, and all kinds of contracts regarding our time and our credit cards and our clothes and our gadgets and our houses. But if you bring up at church, hey, we're going to sign a contract, Christians just get all bent out of shape. I ain't signing nothing at church. I don't have to sign nothing at church. Which illustrates to me that we would rather sign the contracts to the gods of the world than we would to God Almighty. Divided allegiance is no allegiance. I mean, when was the last time you went to the bank and signed a contract to put money in the plate? When was the last time you went and signed a contract to borrow money to help do something at church? Maybe you've done that. I don't know. But you talk about signing a contract at church. Now, let me just put you to rest. We're not going to ask you to sign anything today. We don't have any covenant. We don't have a contract. When you leave, nobody's going to hand you something. You're safe. Just relax. Take a deep breath. But I don't want you to miss the point. Because when it comes to God, God does want you to sign. God does want you to choose. God does want you to make a decision. God wants you to quit riding the fence. God wants you to declare your allegiance and if you're not willing to do that, divided allegiance is no allegiance. God says, look, just, just make a decision. If you want to worship Baal, you go right ahead. If you want to worship the gods of this world, you go ahead. If you want to worship lust, sex, power, possessions, you go ahead. Nobody's making you do that. But if the Lord is God, Elijah says, make a decision. I mean, how long will you waver? How many years of your life will you live in divided allegiance? How many years of your life will you live showing allegiance to two different gods? Stop trying to serve the gods of this world and try to serve God just on Sunday. You can't serve Baal and God. You can't serve to masters. You can't be neutral. You can't be in the middle. You can't be lukewarm. So if you're reading in 1 Kings 18, after Elijah says, how long will you waver? If the Lord is God, serve Him. And if Baal is God, you serve Him. The next sentence is, but the people said nothing. The people didn't declare their allegiance in any way whatsoever. So when it comes to declaring our allegiance, there's a lot of times that we've said nothing. There's a lot of times that Christians have said nothing. When it comes to the sin in this world, we've said nothing. When it comes to telling people about Jesus, we've said nothing. When it comes to taking a stand and making a difference in the world, we've said nothing. When you leave here today, your bodily action, your nonverbal behavior, however you live when you walk out these doors, you might be saying 
Nothing. Why? You know, I don't want to be a fanatic. I don't want everybody to know I'm a Christian. I don't want to go overboard. I don't want to... Divided allegiance is no allegiance. Let me be more specific. When it comes to being sexually pure, do not waver. When it comes to doing what is right, do not waver. When it comes to being a witness for Jesus, do not waver. When it comes to being a godly man or a godly woman, do not waver. When it comes to raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, do not waver. When it comes to your money and being a good steward of your money or your time or your talents, do not waver. Because divided allegiance means no allegiance. So the words of Elijah still ring true today. How long will you waver? How long are you going to keep living the way you're living with divided allegiance? How long are you going to keep limping along in your life wondering, you know, how come the Lord's not blessing my life? Because divided allegiance is no allegiance. But you know, there is something you can do to declare your allegiance. In the Bible, it's called baptism. Baptism is when you say, you know what, Lord, you're God. And you're my master. And you're my savior. And I answer only to you. And my allegiance is to you. And I want to declare to the world, I will tell the world, and I'll confess to the world that you're the Son of God. And I'll confess my sins. And I want you in my life. And I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm willing for everybody to know that my allegiance is to you. Not just in coming to worship, in every day that I live, at work, everybody I encounter, I want them to know my allegiance is to God. It's going to affect the way I talk. It's going to affect the jokes I do or don't use. It's going to, it's going to affect my profanity use. It's going to affect how I dress. It's going to affect how I treat my spouse, my kids. It's going to affect how I treat everybody because I want everybody to know my allegiance is to you. And it all starts with baptism. So if you've never been baptized, you can leave here today and say nothing. I'm not doing that. When it comes to being a baptized believer, you can leave here today and say Nothing. You know, I don't want people to know or think divided allegiance is no allegiance. So you need to make a decision today, and it's your decision. It's your decision. Do you want to serve the gods of this world? You go right ahead. But take off the hypocrite mask so that everybody knows your allegiance is to the gods of this world. But if you want to serve the Lord God Almighty, the one and only true and living God then declare your allegiance so that it affects everything that you do. We offer the invitation of Jesus Christ today. It's not our invitation. It's not this church's invitation. It's the invitation of Jesus where Jesus says, you know what, if you want to follow me, declare your allegiance. You need to be baptized into the blood of Jesus. You need to confess that He's the Son of God. You need to confess your sins. Will you declare your allegiance today? If you need to meet with our shepherds and confess sin because your allegiance has not been to God, not been to Jesus, then you can meet with our shepherds. They'll meet you in the back. They'd be more than happy to take you to a private room. Nobody has to know. And they will lift your name before God in prayer. If you need to respond to Jesus today, please do so as we stand and sing.